When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, real quick, Browns fans, before we kick off the show, I just want to wish you all a happy new year. The holidays are a wonderful time, but I know they can also be a difficult time for many. If you're feeling down or you just need a mental, emotional, or even spiritual boost, talk therapy could be just what you need. I recommend today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because you don't need to schedule an appointment and go sit in someone's office. BetterHelp lets you coordinate therapy sessions on your time, and you can do them in ways that's comfortable for you. Face chat, voice call, or even just a text message conversation with your therapist. Start the new year right, head to betterhelp.com slash dogs and get 10% off your first month. Like I said, if you feel yourself struggling right now, that's totally normal. We deal with a lot of anxiety in my house and sometimes you just need a professional to talk to, but you deserve to feel better. So why not try BetterHelp? Get 10% off your first month, give it a try for a month. And if it's not for you, just cancel, no harm, no foul. But if it is for you, it could completely change your life. You'll never know till you try and you deserve to be happy. So invest in yourself today at betterhelp.com slash dogs. Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome to a not-so-victory Monday, but it doesn't matter anyways. Uh, we kind of knew the way that game was going to go. We'll let Cincinnati have their moral victories as we prepare uh, for a playoff opponent, why they, they prepared to watch us this week. Uh, we're happy to have you guys here on a Monday, gearing up for the wild card round. Browns back in the playoff. Playoff second time in four years under Kevin Stefanski. It's a good time to be a Browns fan. Um, overcame a ton of adversity this year to get to this point. Uh, can't wait to d- get into this episode. Talk a little bit about that Bengals game um, as much as I can from like the three minutes I watched in and out. And, uh, and then we're just going to kind of talk about the Brown season. And then, of course, obviously get into some playoff talk, uh, some Texans talk, and just like the the outlook in the AFC in general. So we're happy to have you guys here. Uh, while we're letting this thing fill up, remember, uh, if you want to get your voicemails on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail uh, in the drop-down menu. While you're there, you can also check out the merch store, get yourself a Flack Around and Find Out t-shirt. Josh is rocking one tonight. Uh, not sure how well you can see it or not, but... Those are pretty cool. We got some whatever it takes t-shirts, kind of the mantra of the um, the Cleveland Browns. I just came up with another shirt idea. We should do like a uh, a one and O uh, t-shirt, like one and OH, uh, something like that. Uh, so I just look at creative. You guys are witnessing creative genius live before, right? Just coming to you straight through the airwaves. Uh, so look out for that t-shirt coming up. Uh, if we can get it figured out, I literally just thought of it. Uh, but we're going to talk about everything today. So um, before we do, though, remember, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss any of the new content. I think we're going to go live Sunday, hopefully talking about a Browns win uh, gearing up for a divisional round game, possibly even hosting a game if things fall our way. So uh, make sure you guys have that notification bell so you don't miss when we go live. If for whatever reason this is the last game of the season for the Browns, we're still going to do an episode, and then we will continue to do episodes all year because it's what we do, and we like making our wives mad. So, <laughs> and um, so yeah, so make sure you tap that notification bell so you don't ever miss any of the new content we're putting out. Uh, if you prefer to just listen to the podcast, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, especially as we're creeping closer to the off season, uh, you need something to get you through, uh, you know, baseball season, um, head to jointhedogs.com. 
uh, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. You get access to the private Discord. You get to play fantasy football uh, with us once the season rolls around again next year. We just gave away T-shirts to all the league winners. Plus, we're giving away three more T-shirts for uh, like a tournament champions that we call it. We just uh, figured those out. I don't know if we announced them on the After Hours show yeah, today or not. Um, so those guys are getting shirts. So we gave away a ton of T-shirts uh, in the last week or so. Um, we pretty much give stuff away every month. It's a good time for everybody. Browns fans all over the world. Uh, Browns backers clubs all over the world. Uh, as you guys know, Kenny Mack on the show all the time. He's big in there. So if you want to hang out with us, you want to get to know a lot of these guys. You know, we're kind of like name dropping on the show from time to time. Uh, Josh just did an episode with one of our dog pack members last week. So if you if you want a chance to interact with us on a, a more personal level, hang out with us throughout the offseason and talk all sports, movies, not just Browns football as we're approaching the offseason, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member. So I think it's only fitting as we as we enter playoff football for the Browns, we kick the show off with a Kenny Mack voicemail. That's right. Here we go. Kenny Mack. Hello. You guys, it's Kenny Mack. And what can you say about yesterday's game? I mean, it was really highlighted by that wild interception from D'Anthony Bell and then those two great TD catches from David Bell. Other than that, our trenches, they got dominated. So good for you, Bengals fans. You know what? Looks like you won the Super Bowl. And and you know what? It doesn't matter because we're going to the playoffs and you guys are going home. Other than that, yesterday's game in the AFC North, Steelers, I can't believe they made the playoffs. Can't believe that you want to fire your coach. Also, they're like Mustafa from Austin Powers, man. Those guys never freaking die. Wrestling around the league, I mean, Cowboys do Cowboy things. They beat, you know, teams that aren't good. Dolphins are doing dolphin things and beat teams that are or can't beat teams that are good. You know, Lions, I can't believe they lost Laporta. That sucks for them. Um, Rams, they still, man, they look good. And Carson Wentz looked good at the end of the game. Other than that, shout out to the king, Elvis Presley, the only guy that could ever be a Browns Steelers fan. Happy birthday. Go Brownies. Elvis's birthday. I didn't know that. I did not know that. I didn't know that until I saw the chat. I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Elvis. Uh, uh, <laughs> go see Priscilla. It just came out not that long ago. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, we're always going to talk about playoff football and stuff around the league. It just real, just to touch on the Steelers thing real quick. It's talk about a team that always catches the break. If yeah. the Browns, the, if the Browns needed two monumental upsets to happen to get into the playoffs, the favorites would have won each game by 50. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they get everything to, to bounce their way all the time. I mean, in credit to them, you know, that they, they put themselves in a position to be alive at the end to, to be able to catch those breaks. So credit to them. But, man, it just like the last time the Browns went 10-6 and six back in 07, we just needed the Colts to win a game over an inferior opponent, and they sat all their players. We didn't make the playoffs, and then didn't make them again for uh, 13 years, I think it was. <laughs> so it's just – it's like, man, it, I, I've watched us catch bad break after bad break for my entire life, and this team an hour and a half down the road for me just seems to catch break after break after break. But credit to them. They win games. Uh, I really thought their season was going to go off the rails when they lost back-to-back weeks against two and ten teams. And then they just bounced back somehow and won a couple games and find themselves in the playoffs. AFC North, all four teams over 500, uh, and three of the four teams made the playoffs. And I, I know I don't want to make excuses for Bengals fans, but if Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt, there's a good chance all four of these teams make the playoffs. Oh, Fair. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, we're good enough that we were able to make it without our starting quarterbacks. They're not quite that good, but he's good enough that he would have had them in position where, um, like, there's a good chance all four of us. And it's like, man, talk. And then you got teams nine and eight making playoffs, clinching divisions. I've seen teams under 500 go to the playoffs. It's just wild that we play in a division where we got 11 wins and didn't win the division. Yeah, it really is crazy. And then we were talking in the after hours, me and Justin before this, and how different it was yesterday to be in week 18 to have our team out there in a matchup that is absolutely meaningless. I mean, when they when they showed the inactive list at the beginning of the game, it was like, uh, who's playing today? Because it was like essentially our entire team. And yep. it looked like it. That was, that was a game that 
the Browns just you they just didn't care. They were like, we're we're resting guys up. We we're beat up. It's been a long time since our bye week. We don't care about this game where we're getting ready for the playoffs. Well, the Browns weren't the only ones who didn't care. I literally didn't care. Uh, <laughs> it, it's the first time in a long time I I put the phone, I put the game on my phone and put it on my lap while I was doing some gaming, some midday gaming, which I would n- normally never do during the Browns game anyways. And I was like, oh, I'll watch in between maps. If I'm dead, I'll watch. And within like 10 minutes, the f- I just turned it off. I, I, I was barely watching it as it was. Once I saw who was starting at left tackle, like 10 minutes before the game, and I had never, I didn't even know who he was. I never, Roy Watson. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never even heard of him. And I was like, well, this game's meaningless. <laughs> and so uh, the, the coolest thing I thought of the game in the first 10 minutes when I did happen to be watching a little bit was D'Anthony Bell getting his interception. Yeah. And uh, it was a sweet pick. Like the, the last one, you know, he got uh, right place, right time, sealed the win. Um, but this time, ball gets tipped he t- he kind of like quick reaction tips it to himself has to run four to three four yards and still manages to corral the interception i texted him told him his uh sports center top 10 worthy it was awesome that was legit it was awesome yeah. super athletic play great to see him doing stuff you know the dude the, the guy it sucks that it took a ton of injuries to get him yeah. his chance to go out and to get meaningful snaps on defense but he's completely taken advantage of those snaps yeah. Yep. He's playing him and Hickman both, but it, you know I don't know Ronnie Hickman. It's so cool to watch Anthony Bell go out there and be second, third in the team in tackles, get a couple picks. Like he's playing good football for the Browns at a time when they needed them because of all the injuries. So pump for the kid. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a D Bell's kind of day because he had the big interception to start, and then David Bell had the two big touchdowns in the fourth quarter when it looked like like crap. We might actually just get shut out in this game, which. You know, again, the game doesn't really matter. It doesn't really count, you know, for whatever, whatever, what it's worth. But you still don't want to get shut out. I think they said the last time the Browns got shut out was like 2014. So it's like, do we really want to end that streak? And then David Bell with a nice touchdown grab. And then a second one, you know, a couple drives later or whatever. And we were talking about this earlier too. I just, the, the disappointing thing for me yesterday was Cedric Tillman. I felt like... He kind of had an opportunity, and I know that Jeff Driscoll's not a starting caliber quarterback and all that kind of stuff, but like the first interception that he threw, Tillman did not finish his route yet again, and we've seen that be a consistent issue with him, with Joe Flacco, leading to some interceptions, some incomplete passes, some almost interceptions, so Tillman's play right now kind of has me concerned going into the playoffs. I don't know if you guys saw any of that or what your thoughts were on him. Zero concern. It's a literally a meaningless football game. He's playing with a bunch of scrubs while they got their starters. My biggest concern is the concussion he got. Well, what about him <laughs> breaking off his routes like against the Jets or, you know, uh, what was it, the Bears, you know? Leading He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's shown way more good than bad. If if this, if he was a four-year vet, it, you know, then maybe I'd be concerned. You If you're asking a rookie to go out and play meaningful snaps, and it's not like he was a top 10 pick, He's a third round pick, right? Yep. So, I mean, you gotta you gotta take the good with the bad when you're gonna play third round rookies and ask them to play starter meaningful snaps. So, I'm not really concerned with that. We're not gonna be relying on Cedric Tillman to be a difference maker. If if we're relying it on Cedric Tillman, something went really wrong for us in the playoffs. Uh, so I'm more concerned with he's been a reliable target once or twice a game. You know, down the middle of the field, made a couple big catches. And I don't know if we're gonna have them in for the Houston game. I would be. I would imagine we're not. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, we were. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Josh. No, you got it. No, we we were talking about it earlier. I was talking with Josh, and he was saying he's in concussion protocol. Very, very rarely do guys go into concussion protocol, and then they're able to get out, and that's on seven days. With the game being on Saturday, that's just one less game or one less uh, day where. He has to clear the protocol. So I'd I'd be very, very surprised if he was out there. So then that what makes me nervous there then is that thins out the wide receiver room to the point where if there is a freak injury now to, you know, one of our other guys, now instead of Tillman stepping into that, you know, possibly number two wide receiver role, now we're asking, you know David Bell, Goodwin. Yeah, one of those guys. So to me, like that's where my concern lies. In terms of like the breaking off the rail stuff, it, it's frustrating, but I mean, again, he's a third-round rookie young kid. 
that's for the first um, however many games up until the trade deadline barely played. He barely, you know what I mean? So uh, you, you're asking him to get his feet wet on the fly. It's kind of like baptism by fire. So you got to take the good with the bad. I'm not overly concerned. Rookie mistakes are going to happen. And then the other injuries, <laughs> I guess there was a couple more. So Pierre Strong went out with a back injury yesterday. I don't think that one, Justin, that didn't seem too serious, did it? I didn't. So we looked it up. I tried to find anything I could on it because he's important for special teams for us. You know, he's pretty a pivotal guy. I couldn't find anything on it. Um, I'm hoping that he is healthy and okay. Obviously, you got Prochet returning punts and stuff like that. So, you know, but he's Pierre Strong's a big time special teams guy, but there's nothing out there right now um, on him. And then uh, Shelby Harris went out yesterday, but you looked that up, said what day to day should be okay. Yeah, they said to go. should be okay, should be fine by the game. So, which so, is important. That was huge yesterday, just getting out of that meaningless week 18 by. I mean, the, the thing that sucked about that is we do still have to put players on the field to, you know, got to support a team. We got to build a team. We got to play the game. So that's what sucked. A couple guys get hurt, but nothing super serious aside from Tillman with the concussion. And then we were talking about earlier when I saw Jerome Ford out there taking handoffs. I was like, "What are we doing?" Like, well, how many? You don't have very many running. Well, and that's how many yeah, I, I thought for sure John Kelly was going to get called up, but they probably didn't have the roster spot to do it. That's yeah. the thing too. Like, I, it'd be nice to be call up all these practice squad guys to play this game, but you can't. I don't think you can just do that. Yeah, so because Ford and you know, I mean, were out there running the ball and taking some handoffs. It was just every time they touched the ball, I was like, "Uh, just." Please, we cannot lose our backups in this game because they are our starters. I thought, I know uh, we're kind of tough on him. I thought Ford looked okay yesterday. I know it was kind of garbage time minutes and stuff like that, but when he was out there, I thought he looked nice. So, you know, something moving forward towards the Texans game, you know, where there's some opportunities with that defense. I I, I, I thought he looked very nice yesterday. The thing with the Texans, and I don't know, it's up to you guys if you guys want to, kind of transition over into that. Actually, I'm glad I started saying that because before we do, I'm going to go ahead and tell Browns fans in Ohio that if you have not signed up for Caesar Sportsbook yet, it is the perfect time to do so because the NFL playoffs are about to start. New customers get their first bet on Caesars up to $1,000 with signing up with our promo code DOGS1000. That means if your first bet loses, you get your first wager returned as a bonus bet up to $1,000. Caesars offers daily profit boosts as well as Caesars rewards credits on every wager, which can be rewarded or redeemed for bonuses, sports tickets, other VIP experiences. Signing up with our code DOGS1000 not only covers your first bet, but it gets you access to Caesars rewards. And if you're ready to join Caesars Sportsbook, go download the app, register with our promo code DOGS1000. Make sure your first bet is covered. Offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older, physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER and check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you can qualify. I was going to talk about the Texans, which is interesting because we just did a preview and a recap and all that stuff a couple weeks ago because they played on Christmas Eve. And talking about the Texans then, Texans now, it's kind of the same situation where their their run defense is really good. I think it's sixth in the league. They only give up like 96 yards a game rushing. Their pass defense is like 24th in the league. They give up like 240-some yards passing. So, again, this is going to be, Joe Flacco, what can you go out there and do? Yeah, I was looking at the stats from the last game. The Browns were super strong on the run last time we played them. Averaged 1.8 yards per carry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's. I don't want Joe Flacco to have to come out here and throw for 350, like 350 yards. I don't, can he go toe to toe with CJ Stroud? The Joe Flacco we've had for the last five weeks, yes. Um, is he going to come back down to earth sometime or are we just on a magic run right now? You know, who knows? But I think it's important to try to establish some kind of running game. I think what is, now, we got up big and tried to run the game out, so maybe some of these running numbers are inflated a little bit. But despite only averaging 1.8 yards per carry last time, we still ran the ball uh, 54 times. So we they were they were committed to the run game, at least late. I know we got up a bunch, and then we had to bring the starters back in. Um, but we ran the ball 54 times. We only threw the ball 42 times. Again, some of that's probably dictated by the score. But I do think you need to try 
you get if you got to help Joe Flacco out. We've had issues with interceptions, and he thrives in the play action. So if you if you want to help him out, help cut down on some of these turnovers and keep that play action, you know, the bread and butter of this offense right now, you have to at least try to stay committed to the run game. And I'm not saying come out and run it 54 times or run it on first, second, third down every time for one yard, but I just think you have to show a willingness to at least come out and try to establish some kind of run game early to open up, keep that play action pass open because, um, like you said, the run defense is tough. I don't expect us to just go off on the ground. And it's going to be a hostile atmosphere. We're playing a completely different team. The, when, when we went down there Christmas Eve, they knew they had Case Keenum. Uh, I don't think they had um, well, Nico yeah. Collins. They they did have Nico, but he was I they did have coming Nico. off of an injury, so I don't think he was yeah, okay. utilized. Okay, so they had they had their their wide receivers. Um, Dalton Schultz is the one who, who did the most damage against us, yes. in terms of yardage. But uh, you saw this week, Nico Collins. I mean, him and Stroud hooked up. I think his first pass play of the game. You got you have to eliminate the big play. You you can't let their crowd get into it from the jump. You can't come out. And give up a first drive bomb for a touchdown and let them get cooking and let CJ Stroud get comfortable. I think our biggest advantage in this game is the fact that he is a rookie and it's going to be his first playoff experience. And we're going to be the best defense he's played probably since week one when they played the Ravens where he really struggled. Now the difference is that was a week one rookie who'd never played an NFL game before. This is a week uh this is a playoff CJ Stroud who's now played what 17, 18 football games. Uh, under his belt. So we're seeing a different CJ Stroud than Baltimore saw. But I think if you can pressure him, make him think, um, you know, that, that gives us a chance. But there, I think there's a chance this is a, a little bit of a shootout. It, yeah. I see, we'll see sure. how the defense travels. I think so too. I was looking it up today and I wanted to see what his stats were under pressure. So actually, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I think it was like a 52.1% completion when he's under pressure. Uh, versus being in a clean pocket, um, he is not prone to making a lot of turnover mistakes. I think he only had, what, four or five interceptions the entire season, which is unheard of for a rookie quarterback. That's unheard yeah. of for a, any quarterback, let alone a rookie quarterback. So he is something special. We all knew that coming out of Ohio State, watching him you know, for the Buckeyes. We knew he was special, but I did not think he'd be this great this quickly. It's pretty impressive. So he's... It's definitely a concern. I know that we all wanted, if we had our pick, we were all picking the Jaguars because we thought we could roll them a little easier than these other two. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not afraid of anybody. Okay, I want to make that clear. Like, I think the Browns can go in anywhere and beat any team, for, especially with the, especially if the defense travels, yeah. which is the last time we played these guys, they did. It helped we were playing against Case Keenum. Um, but just real quick, the Jags. What a monumental collapse. And talk wow. about, I mean, it, a choke job of epic proportions. Like, does somebody get fired over that? I brought it up to Josh. I said, man, with how the season ended, Peterson's seat's got to be hot, right? I mean, I just, in three. It didn't get to 10 wins. It's crazy. And they looked absolutely unorganized, dysfunctional. That, I, it started with that Monday night game against Cincinnati, like, I remember thinking, like, I can't believe Jake Browning's going toe to toe with Trevor Lawrence, or not, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, and then it was uh, Bethard for a while. But man, the wheels fell off. I don't know if it was just Kirk going out. You wouldn't think that one guy could like completely destroy an offense because they focus a lot on Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's kind of like their safety guy, and uh, man, it just—I don't know if Trevor Lawrence wasn't healthy. I don't know. I don't know what happened. And then, like, uh, Tennessee was kind of reeling. I mean, Will Levis is out, Tannehill's in. They have nothing to play for. Nothing to play for. Derrick Henry is absolutely running all over the place. Like, uh, it was just, if I was a Jaguars fan, I'd be extremely disappointed and frustrated. I think there's, like, if you're coming into this game where if we beat this terrible tech, uh, Titans team, we're in the playoffs. You control your own destiny last week of the season. What more could you ask for? other than clinching early and you choke against that team and you lose, uh, you go one in five down the stretch, I believe. And I think you got to start having there. There's going to be uncomfortable conversations about how good Trevor Lawrence is. He was supposed to be Andrew Luck and he's very much, he's, he's like a middle of the road guy that has 
we keep talking about his high ceiling. When are we going to see it? Yeah. I, when are we? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, at some point, and you can't, he's, he's got talent around him now. He's got a, a coach that won the Super Bowl. Like, I don't, I don't know. There's going to be talk about if he's the guy, I feel like. I, I don't know. I don't watch enough Jaguars football or I don't hang out. I'm not a Ravens fan, so I don't hang out on other teams' like content <laughs> in their pages to see what the vibe is. Uh, maybe Aaron Butler can help me out. Um, Trevor Lawrence is one of the next guys up for the the second contract. Yeah, this, what do you do? What his third year now, right? Or fourth? Yeah. third. Yeah, regardless, he's got a payday coming up, right? Yeah. So I mean, he's not going to get the kind of deal that Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert got, or Hertz or Lamar or any of these guys. I mean, is he? What's what you said? I would what's think. Done? I would think so, but they're they finished decent enough where they're not going to get that next guy. They're not going to get another, you know, you're not getting a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or somebody like that. You know what I mean? So their options aren't that great. You know, and they and they've already invested a first round pick, a number one overall pick on Trevor Lawrence that was supposed to be their guy. And he's had flashes and he's been mostly healthy except for one game, I think. But man, it is very up and down. When they look good, they look very, very tough to beat. When they look bad, it's atrocious. Yeah. So we, uh, I just wanted to, we said we're going to talk about AFC things in general today. So I want to talk on that with at risk of becoming a Jaguars podcast. But <laughs> well, I man, just wanted, that's, did you guys see the end of the um, Colts Texans game too? And I did. The exchange between Gardner Minshew and Steichen. I did not see that. So, I saw the I uh, terrible fourth and one. Yeah, so if you didn't see the the game, so it came down to a fourth and one play, and Minshew rolls out, throws to, I think it was like one of the tight ends out in Good. the flats. Uh, Guy's wide uh, open. It was a running back. Was it the running back? Okay. I thought yeah. it was a running back, yeah. Guy's wide open in the flats, throws it, bad throw, low outside, just misses it, game over. And the clip was Steichen yelling, Gardner's coming off the field going, you know, like, that was on me. And Steichen said, that's on you. We had that. Like, you can read his lips. He said, we had that. Yep. And he was pissed. And honestly, the kid should have caught the ball, too. I mean, he... It don't he got a hand on it. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a good pass, but, I mean... So, I only saw a clip, of, like, a, a still of it, and it said it came down to this drop. So, somebody out there categorized it as a drop. Did it hit him yeah. in the hands? Oh, Yeah. For sure. It, it, he got a hand. I don't know if it was both. He got a hand on it, but it, it was low. Like, it was a bad throw. I mean, if he, it, if he just stuck it on him. It he didn't any, lead him or at all. No, but, like, my thing is, I'm like. It was easy catch, but. If Jonathan Taylor's out there, that that's a first down. That's yeah, that's the way I look at it. And that was interesting. I I My thing is, if that's somebody else, even Zach Moss, I, that's a catch. But that was a, that was a fun game to watch, and, you know, I. Texans obviously came away with the win, and now that's who we get to go play. If I was Gardner Minshew, I'd have said, if we didn't give up a 75-yard touchdown on the first play of the game, we wouldn't even need to make that pass. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, uh, but so looking forward, I saw a comment here, and we heard anything about uh, Dustin Hopkins and Grant Delpit. Delpit can come off the IR this week, right? Or do we know, do we know anything about him? I haven't heard anything about Grant Delpit. Um, they're hopeful for Dustin Hopkins, but there is nothing set in stone yet. They're just hoping he'll be back. That's um, that's a concern. That's he's got, yeah. He's got to play concern. because that backup kicker is not it. And like this game, I I don't I would hate to lose this game. Like we have a chance to you know we're down one and we got a chance to kick a game winning field goal as time's expiring and instead of trotting out the best kicker in football this year. We're trotting out a guy who is on the couch or he's on the practice squad or something, and he he hits the post or shanks it. Like that's not how I want to go out. Just because our kicker was chasing a guy a couple weeks ago uh, on a busted special teams coverage play, like uh, that is not how I want to lose this season to end in this game against this team. <laughs> yeah, when we had it all, but we I mean we were blowing them the brakes off of. We yeah. were killing them. Uh, one, well, I guess one injury-related thing that was good to see yesterday's game is Corey Bajorquez looks like he's good to go because he had to punt yep. every freaking time we had the ball yesterday, so he got his workout in. Yeah, good to see the uh, the hamstring or the foot or whatever it was that held up nicely. 
It's, I see. Give the dude a chance. Here, it's his hamstring, right? Who Hopkins? Hopkins, yes. Like how is it on his kicking leg or his plant leg? Does it matter? <laughs> I mean, like, if it's, it's on his plant it's, leg, <laughs> like trot out there a couple times and kick the ball. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's his plant leg. Like, come on, you can't you can't be in pain for five seconds while you kick it and then jog back. You know, on we don't even need you to do the kickoffs. Yeah, I we think can, there's op. I think there's optimism that he's going to be close to being healthy for the game. Okay, good. Um, look, who do you think is like a uh, any other keys? I, I know. Um, um, defensively, defensive line's got to play well. Uh, like you got to get pressure. Just real, I was looking it up because I wanted to double check. Hopkins has a left hamstring injury. Yeah, suck it up, bro. <laughs> walk out there, like get him out there early in the play clock so he can walk if he needs to, and he can take three steps and kick it, and then we can squib kick it on kickoffs if we have to. Like, come on, this is this is the season. It, yeah. you know, it's come on. Well, <laughs> fair, you not only don't know about the Texans, you don't know about the Browns either. Good one. <laughs> Blake's reading Aaron Butler. Comments for the chat for anybody listening to this on audio because you're obviously not seeing the chat, which has been a lot of fun tonight. You guys are awesome. Who are the for anybody listening? I'm also here. Oh yeah, John. John this is the first word. Oh, John, he just came here to show off his uh, new haircut and his chest and his DV. <laughs> DV. Come on, guys. That was the first thing I did to him. I was like, "Oh, dope V DV there, brother." That's it's like the yeah. deepest V. <laughs> it's it's yeah. I guess it's the deepest V. Whatever. Jesus. I um I guess my my biggest concern going into this game, I don't even know if it's even like a positional group, like you said, with like the line. I, I'm worried. I know Josh might agree with me here. I don't know if we can turn the ball over three times and come out of here with you know what I mean? I think that we have to be I'm okay with like playing with house money and like just going for it. But like, I think if we have three turnovers and they play a clean game, it's going to be very, especially where those turnovers are at. That's my biggest concern with this game. Um, I think that as far as offensively, we'll be okay. We'll be able to move the ball around. Uh, and on defensively, I'm excited to see that trio of, uh, you know, court, you know, quarterbacks. I'm excited to see Ward and I'm excited to see Emerson Newsome. I'm excited to see those guys. I think that, I think that they'll be okay. But like you said, we got to get pressure, though. That's kind of been a big issue in the storyline for this team all year is, you know, in the games that we win, we get great pressure where we keep the, the quarterback, uh, you know, not feeling very good. And when uh, and we go on the road, it feels like we can't get any pressure. There's nothing. So that's uh, my biggest concern, though. Yeah, two, two things. Mark Ross said a plant leg is just as important as a kicking leg, man. Come on, geez. I know. I was being a little bit of a, you know, facetious, a little bit of a smart ass. Like I get, I know he can't play if his hamstrings hanging on by a limb. I just really want him to play. Okay. And, uh, and I just want him to, to be able to gut it out because he's been pivotal for the team this year. So I do understand that. Um, but as far as getting pressure, what makes, I'm not saying our DBs aren't elite. They're very good, but what makes them look even more elite and put up some of the numbers that they put up is that quarterbacks don't have time to, right. to process the defense. And even more importantly, receivers don't have time to gain separation yep. because of how quickly the pressure gets home, especially at home. If if we give CJ Stroud time to sit back there, he'll he'll pick us apart. And they'll they'll have guys running wide open because it doesn't matter how good Ward and Emerson and these guys are, you can't play man defense against professional wide receivers you can't cover them for four or five seconds it's just they're gonna get open um so you got you got to get home and i think we need to be able to get pressure without the blitz i'm not saying you can never blitz but you need to try to get home with four or five guys at most um that way you're not killing yourself in the secondary because we do have backup safeties playing uh and stuff like that in the more guys you can have back there, more guys CJ Stroud seeing the goal to a good defense is getting pressure without blitzing. If you have to blitz to manufacture your pressure, you're probably not, you're not a very good defense. I mean, 
The Steelers have been doing it. You can can do it. But the goal of every defensive coordinator is to get pressure with your front four. If you can do that, you can do a lot of creative things in the secondary uh, to, to screw with quarterbacks. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, I hope you guys all had a great Christmas, a happy new year, everybody stayed safe, and most importantly, well-fed. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. That's right. This sales event, the 50% off-site wide, is still going on as we head into the new year. 2024, that's 50% off incredible steaks. Sink your teeth into the memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. That's honestly my favorite. That's the one I got for all of my family members for Christmas, and I've got stocked up in my freezer right now to get ready for the year ahead. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of the 50% off site-wide event still going on. And when you use our promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out, you get an extra $30 off your order. Let's fight the winter blues and celebrate the Browns playoff push with delicious and satisfying meals from Omaha Steaks. They've got the, you know, perfectly aged, the, the tender, juicy steaks, burgers, decadent desserts, classic comfort meals. They're ready instantly. Seafood, brats, jumbo franks, everything. They've got so much to offer. Now for a limited time, moving into the new year, they're going to extend the 50% off site-wide sale. Plus, like I said before, you get an extra 30 bucks off when you use our code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S at checkout. And every purchase is backed by Omaha Steaks' unconditional money-back guarantee. So let's go, Browns fans. We're in the playoffs. Let's continue to start the new year off the right way. Warm up your winner with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. 50% 50% off site wide. Promo code DOGS when you check out. Get that extra $30 off your order. Happy New Year, guys, and let's enjoy this playoff run. Minimum purchase may apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Anybody have any concern about uh, Singletary? So I did the first time we played him. He was one of the guys I keyed on and said, I didn't want to let this guy run wild. I thought we did a really good job bottling him up. And also we got up three, four scores on him, kind of took the run game out of it. Um, But yeah, you can't let that guy. He's ran really well this year. He took the starting job from a guy that we all thought was a pretty good running back. Yeah. Um, so you can't, you can't let that guy feast. I thought he was one of the lone bright spots when he did get to touch the ball. Like we bottled him up in the run game decent, but he still averaged almost five yards a carry. And then he still had three catches for almost 20 yards. So he, um, and he put up almost 70 yards of offense to himself. Um, he was kind of, when he did get to touch the ball, he flashed a little bit. We just kind of took the game out of his hands because of being up so big, but you can't let him run wild and you can't let him kill you in the passing game. Uh, I don't want to give up third and 20s, third and 25s on screenplays and stuff like that. I know we, we have a tendency to do that from time to time, but um, yeah, we, we got we to gotta get off the field on third down. We've done a great job of it all year. I think we're, we have forced more three and outs than every other team by a wide margin. I think the next fl- closest team is the Jets, and we're like 30 more than them or something like that. Um, so... Yeah, we got to we got to get the field on the field on third down. I don't want any ticky tack penalties either. No phantom holds on Martin Emerson that give him automatic first downs on third and eight and stuff. That that, that stuff drives me crazy, especially when the spotlight's on in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like they'll, I would hate for it to come down to an officiating call. What decides our season, whether us yeah. moving on or not? Don't don't put it in the officials' hands because where the they'll take it. If we mm-hmm. give if we give them a chance, the officials will steal it. They've been doing it to us my whole life. So, um, yeah, 
just just come out and play solid football. Uh, here's a fun drinking game. Who will say a word next? Blank Josh all screen or John? John. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, John, what are your thoughts? What are you concerned about in the game? Let's give you a chance. These audio listeners w- want to hear your voice. Yeah. Um, I think I'm mostly just concerned with the fact that it's going to be a hostile environment because roster to roster, I like the Browns personally. But I think it's going to be tough to win in Houston. Um, Just kind of with the whole Deshaun thing, I think that gives them an extra reason to be hostile even though he's not going to be playing. But... You know, I just, it would have been super nice to get a home field game. Other than that, I think if we just do our job, this game's kind of ours to lose, in my opinion. I think we're the better team. Yeah, I mean, we started as a one and a half point favorite, even though we're on the road. But with that said, too, Stroud is, he's awesome. I mean, he's capable of doing some really good things, but he's also going up against the best overall defense, so. Again, all we got to do is our job. Uh, Andrew Jackson wants to know if CJ didn't go to OSU, would you still be scared? Uh, yeah, I think CJ Stroud. This is why it'd be t- weird to say. I think he's been better in the pros than he was in college. It, it, so it doesn't really matter where he went to school. The uh, he's he's just played better than I thought he would. I did not know he would make Nico Collins, you know, look like a potential Pro Bowl receiver uh, and stuff like like. Nico Collins is okay. He's been around a little like, and um, he's making him look great. So, and I didn't know D'Amico Ryan's was going to come in and be, you know, in the running for coach of the year and all that good stuff. So the Texans have really surprised me. They're a tough team. Do you think that the Sean stuff plays into, um, into the hostile atmosphere going down? Cause a lot of the guys on the team, they weren't on the team when he was there. So I don't know if that plays into it in the crowd. Maybe I'm wrong, but I was always under the assumption that like a lot of Texans fans were still like they still had good feelings about Deshaun. They felt like the team did him dirty. So I think you're right. Um, I I just think it's going to be a hostile environment for whatever reason. Um, and I think the Deshaun thing could play a role, but I do. I also think you're right. I think the fans probably more or less like Deshaun and were upset with the way things went, but. Yeah, every I, Texans fan I've ever gotten in interaction with has kind of been upset with the way the team handled everything with him and thought they did him kind of dirty. Uh, he's not playing. Right, that's where I'm... Yeah. So, I don't even yeah. think it's like a narrative, like, going forward. I do think that it's going to be a hostile environment. You, you're you hosting a playoff game when people literally thought your team was going to be dog shit. So I think that their fan base is going to show up and show out. Yeah. Um, and they're a team that kind of shocked. We and Josh kind of talked about it on Discord. They're a team that shocked people. You have a rookie defensive head coach coming in with a rookie quarterback that people does anybody not remember when everybody was like Stroud is took the test and was stupid? <laughs> yeah. Do we forget about that? Because yeah. I told him I was joking with him. They need to get rid of that test. Whatever that test is, that test is not good. That test is not. I remember people saying, "Oh yeah, Stroud he can't read defenses." Blah blah blah. And I'm like. What? And then, you know, look at look at how the draft has played out. Carolina basically sold everything to go get Bryce Young and then Stroud Oops. fell fell to Houston. And I'm he's been a huge part of what they've done this year. So uh I mean, I think the fan base is gonna be very, very rowdy, very worked up. I don't think um, the Watson thing matters though. No, yeah, I, I was just curious. I, I didn't know I think the media might try to run with it a little bit because that's what they do, but just in terms of when it comes down to it on game day, I'm not sure how much that of an effect that'll have on the game. I did want to talk about just the AF, AFC playoff pitcher kind of in general. Um, so just for anybody who doesn't know, Baltimore's obviously the one seed. We're playing Houston. Miami loses to Baltimore last or Buffalo last night. So now they travel to Kansas City uh, and Pittsburgh has to travel to Buffalo. There is a chance if, if the Chiefs, if the Dolphins can upset the Chiefs, and if Pittsburgh somehow were to upset Buffalo and we were to upset Houston, and I call it upset because we're the lower seed, I believe we would host the Steelers in the divisional round. That is true. true Talk about, like that would be wild. In in a um, in a perfect world for me, 
I don't care which team it is. I just want one of the lower seeds to to upset because I want to, if we're going to play Baltimore, I want it to be in the AFC Championship game. Like to me, that is the story. Cleveland at Baltimore, AFC Championship game, Joe Flacco going back to Baltimore for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Like that's where I want to play that game. And um, I'm not shying away from that game. If we play them in the divisional round, so be it. But just for, it'll be probably a night game. Not like I, that's the, what I want. So, and I'm not looking ahead, but I'm just, you know, just playing out scenarios in the, in the playoff uh, picture. I think Miami, despite the fact that Miami struggles it against good teams, and I think they have a very good chance of upsetting the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs' strength is their um, their defense, and the Dolphins' defense is kind of cheeks. So if there's ever a chance for the Chiefs' offense to kind of get right, it would be now. But, man, the Chiefs have been struggling. Their offense has not been very good at all, especially the last month and a half. So if the Dolphins can get out on them early, and I mean, I think there's a chance there could be technically an upset in every single game in the wild card. I think we could upset Houston. I think the Dolphins could upset Chiefs. The biggest long shot is probably Pittsburgh over Buffalo, especially with them losing TJ Watt. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, so I don't think that we would be an upset either since we're favored. I'm just I'm calling it upset based off seat. Seat. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, but you know just to that point though, I was telling Justin before on the after hours, I said, isn't it crazy that we have our fourth quarterback of the year? We don't have our best offensive player. Our two tackles are like bottom of the depth chart guys. We have eleven or twelve starters on IR. We're on the road in a playoff game and we're favored. Yeah, I know we opened as one and a half. I haven't looked at two it as Steve's. So we it's gone up. Yep. So um yeah, that's and here's the thing is it's playoff time and it's winter go home. So I I'm obviously nervous. Like I don't want if a Texans fan drops in here and to see what we're saying about them. Like I think they're a good football team. I think this is gonna be a battle. Um and I, I have respect for CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's is doing I didn't have an opinion based on like I didn't know enough about him in terms of what kind of coach he was. I know he was a good defensive coordinator for the 49ers, but they're loaded on defense. Um, so, but I was a little bit like, I don't know if I'd hire a defensive head coach when I'm drafting a quarterback at number two. Like I, I would have wanted to pair him with an offensive-minded head coach to try to get the best out of him. Credit to D'Amico Ryans. I don't even know who their offensive coordinator is uh, and that guy because they've done a really nice job with the offense. I mean, um, I think this is going to be – I think there's a chance, depending on how our defense plays, like this, could, this is going to be a slugfest. And watch, I think this could be like a 38-35 game. It will probably come out and it'll end like 10-7. That's, that seems to be the way it always works. Uh, let's see, Bobby Slowick. That, so, credit to these guys. Um, but yeah. I don't know anything else. Anything chat you guys need us to want us to get into? How do you guys see these other games going? I think uh, the Miami-Kansas City one I think is really interesting because, like you said, both teams are coming in just kind of stumbling in. I mean, I don't even – I wouldn't be shocked if Miami went and upset them, but also, like, the way both those teams are playing, I don't even know if it's like a victory for Kansas City, like, if they do beat – I mean, obviously they move on, but, like, I think it'd just be lining up whoever, you know – I. Neither one of those teams I've been impressed with the last few weeks. No. Just honestly, just being just straight up. Neither one of them. I mean, I know that they went Ravens and then Buffalo last night with Miami. But Kansas City was Raiders and then Cincinnati. And then they basically sat everybody yesterday. But like I I would have really favored the Browns going to Kansas City. That would be a matchup that I thought. Yeah, the only way that happened though is an AFC championship, and I just no, didn't see that happening. I'm just saying like pre rankings. I'm saying like if that was our first like our wild card weekend, I'm like, cool. That's weird. That's that same. I you know what I mean? Like I, I cool. wanted to see. I will say about the Dolphins, they were in complete control of that game yesterday until that kickoff return for or the punt return yeah. for the touchdown. That's and then it just started. went off the rails. And they had yep. like two guys run into each other and get hurt. And it just 
after that, it was it was nothing. So, but they played. The, I, I had I thought the Bills might kind of steamroll them the way the Bills have been playing. But Miami's a completely different team at home. Uh, so I saw somebody said it's going to be five degrees in Kansas City. That's um, that's a concern. Now the Dolphins did go into Buffalo last year in a little bit of a snow game and beat them, I believe. So they're not. Um, completely useless in the cold weather, but it's definitely the advantage of Kansas City to get the Dolphins on the road. You don't have to go down to the heat uh, and try to keep up with all those guys when it's 80 degrees with 30% humidity. Um, you get to play them in your home environment. Uh, if we look at the... I guess we can kind of look real quick. The NFC. I have a hot take in the NFC. I saw Gage Tucker had one. So the NFC, the, the Niners are the uh, number one overall seed. Then you got uh, t- Philly going to Tampa Bay. The Rams... Juicy matchup. Rams at Detroit. Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit. It'll be interesting to see that reception he gets. I think it'll be a warm welcome, I would think, at least before yes. the game. And then during the game, you know, it's whatever. Um, and then Green Bay going into Dallas. Gage's bold prediction is that da- Green Bay is going to upset Dallas. If this game was in Green Bay, I would maybe agree with you. Yeah, It's in Dallas. Dallas, I think, wins it. Dallas is a I agree. team at home. I agree. So they go from the 72 Dolphins at home to the 2016 Browns on the road. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so, but I do think, I think Dallas wins that one at home. I, my hot take in the NFC is I think Tampa Bay beats the Eagles. Uh, I don't think that's that crazy right now. Man, I don't know what happened to Philly. Philly. They lost both their coordinators and their guys yeah, that good. I know. But even then, they were still doing pretty well for a while. They and then they've, benefited a ton the, the like last year i think they were 15 and 0 at one point and if you looked at their schedule they barely played a team over 500 then if you look this year when at the beginning of the season when they're undefeated they didn't play anybody right. good at all and then as soon as they played a good team they got rocked so they had a they had a great great defense last year and then it's just New York was just walking up and down the field on him yesterday. Well, they, lo- they lost their defensive coordinator. He's out in Arizona now. Uh, right. And they lost, I think they lost some secondary pieces. The offense, we're, we see how good Steichen is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Jalen Hurst didn't really take off until Steichen started calling plays in Philadelphia. And then as soon as he leaves, Jalen Hurst is back to just like the Eagles got to be thinking. Uh-oh, we gave this guy a lot, a lot of money. And I, I'm not saying he's awful, but he's not playing like that contract either. And um He might not be playing this weekend, man. I yeah, mean, his, his finger is boring. completely destroyed. And his offense is boring. They all they had they run I saw a thing where they run like four plays and they just run them over and over again. And it's boring. It's vanilla. It's yeah, I think with how bad that secondary, my hot take, and everybody knows my my thoughts on Baker Mayfield. I think he he might shred them. This might be like a coming out party in the playoffs for Baker Mayfield. Like two seventy five, couple touchdowns, and they get the win as they go to the divisional round because that Eagles defense is cooked. The secondary is bad, and the offense is boring and easy to stop. So, um, and you've yeah. got a chance you're missing Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, and Devontae Smith. There's a real chance that it's going to be Marcus Mariota and Julio Jones is. Wes Watkins. Yikes. I mean, at least at least Swift is still there, but yikes. It's uh it's rough. It's rough. Very dysfunctional. Player only meetings, all the stuff you don't want at the end of the season when you're heading into the playoffs. No, and that kind of stuff I, I just gives me so much more appreciation for this Browns team and you know what Andrew Barry and Stefanski, the coaching staff, what these guys have been able to do, the players just the Everybody's bought into the team mindset. You don't hear any me guys in the locker room. You don't hear, you see, you don't see it on the field. You don't see guys like the Steelers have George Pickens not blocking on plays because he doesn't want to get hurt, you know, and then not helping his guy get a touchdown. Like the Browns are, are, they're built different. Like this is a real team for the first time in a long time. I mean, we've had good teams since Stefanski's been here, but this from start to finish, offense, defense, Special teams, everything. I mean, one hundred percent complete team, and it's so much fun to watch. I can't. I can't wait for Saturday. It's going to be. I'm going to be a nervous wreck. I'm going to go from the most relaxed I've ever been during a Browns game to the most <laughs> nervous I've been during a Browns game uh, since we played it in Pittsburgh in 2020. Uh, it's just talk about what an exciting time though, like to be a Cleveland Browns fan. 
yeah. if we just not to get too deep and emotional here, but oh, let's do it, man. Let's do it, bro. It's been a it's been a lot of years of sadness and grief, and I feel like we've we're turning the corner in terms of just being a good franchise. Like we we make the playoffs a couple of years ago. We we have a couple of down years, and the thing is, is the down years for the Browns used to be two wins. You know, last year we weren't mathematically eliminated from the playoffs until like week 16, week 17, something. So even though, I mean, it's not a great year last year by any stretch of the imagination, we were at least still playing. It might have been long shot meaningful football, but the games were still worth watching. We're still getting, you know, seven, eight wins, that kind of thing. The it's like it seems like the days of 0 and 16, 1 and 15, we're going to get three wins and be drafting. Orpheus Roy in you know the top five like it seems like those days are 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 behind us I really have a lot of confidence in the front office and the coaching staff um I don't know did you guys see next year's schedule though brutal yep oh my god it's gonna be tough I uh I sent it to uh, a couple people because the visiting quarterbacks that are coming to Cleveland like for me I that's my like one big thing I love seeing like the big quarterbacks coming in Man, next year there's some good quarterbacks coming to Cleveland. Very exciting. It it, it always looks um, like when they put it out now, and you look at the teams based on this year. There's so much change in the NFL and so yeah. much parity that some of the teams that we think are going to be really tough, they might suck next year, and then some of the teams that we think are going to be some of the easier wins, uh, and then they end up being tough. But just on paper, right now, looking the next year's schedule, it's like. Jesus God Christ. Does, God does the Browns no favors <laughs> in terms of scheduling. Like, it, it is – I mean, we got the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Like, there is some – there's some there's some names on that. And I was like, man, uh, somebody said second-place schedule. I get it, but we were supposed to have a fourth-place schedule this year. Like, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. It's just like, man. But if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And if you're going to, you know, if you want to put together a roster and a front office that's com- constantly competing for a chance to win a division and go to the playoffs, like you're going to have to do it against the good teams. That's the way the league's set up. And that's the challenge I want. I don't want to be, get to play a bunch of bottom feeders because we finished, you know, fourth in the division every single year. So I welcome the challenge. It's just, I'm already nervous, but I'm going to focus <laughs> on this week. I'm going to focus on the here and now. I'm going to stay, uh, I'm going to stay present and uh, enjoy this week, and hopefully we can get a big win. Yep. Hope so. Absolutely. Well, anything else we need to get to, or you guys want to wrap this thing up? Wrap it up. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up. Uh, wrap it up. Like a dirty Peter, we're going to wrap this thing up. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you guys being here, uh, hanging out with us on a uh, on a Monday playoff week uh, here are we doing another episode this week, or was this kind of our our boast? I don't know yet. We're sorry. I this is why we're doing a virtual night because I'm sick. Justin's under the weather as well, so we're doing virtual. We'll see how the week goes. If we do like a, a more in depth preview as as things get closer, so yep. We stay. If not, let you know. Yeah. Yep. Just if a heads not, up. Uh, we'll be. Go ahead. Don't uh, don't send your kids to school when like preschool and stuff like that. Turns out like your house just becomes like that <laughs> contagion movie. It's uh, unreal. Who yeah. knew? It's unbelievable. Yeah. I feel decent except for the just pounds of whatever I've been blowing out of my nose for four That's what's up. That's hot. <laughs> yeah. <dog. laughs> so, uh, and my kid goes to daycare, so it's like the yeah. same thing. It's just like I drop her off in a sewer. She rolls around in some toxic <laughs> place for seven or eight hours, and I can go pick her up. Um, but no. So we'll see if there's another episode. Like I said, some of these guys were a little under the weather this week. That's why we did a virtual today. Um, But we will be back in the studio Sunday uh, for a hopefully talking about a big win, discussing potential playoff matchups uh, for the divisional round. So we appreciate you guys being here. Again, if you want to uh, get a Flacca around, find out, sure. Head to thedogspodcast.com. Leave us a voicemail while you're there. And if you want to join the Discord, this would be a good week, playoff week. If you want to talk about Browns football all week leading up to the playoff game, and then you want to be uh, in the chat during the playoff game, people to talk to, people to vent to, uh, when the game's getting nervous, join the dogs.com, become a dog pack member. Um, it's I can't think of a better way to spend $5 is 
get to come hang out with me. I'd pay five dollars hang out with me <laughs> if I didn't get to do it for free all the time. <laughs> so uh, check that out if you guys are interested. Again, thanks for being here, and we will see you guys if not before the game. We'll definitely see you guys after the game. Uh, hopefully, nobody gets sick. And see you Sunday. Go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.